Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Bordoulis. And my name is Catherine McCann. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we are discussing the pressure of social media on college students and how it impacts their psyche. We will be interviewing Caroline Huff, who is a former Rutherford County and Middle Tennessee tech coach and former teacher, as well as a current mom of a college student, and Meredith Edwards, former collegiate YouTube influencer and social media guru. Let's go ahead and dive in. Research from the National Center for Biotechnology Information reveals college-age students in the U.S. spend an average of 8 to 10 hours per day on a smartphone. With this much time spent on electronic devices, there is notable and obvious effects this media consumption overload has on the human brain. Graduate students from the business school at Johnson and Wales University claim technology is a vital part in today's student success equation. With that, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Therefore, we need to figure out how to adapt and use it well. We know there are great benefits to social media, information access, connectivity, networking, entertainment, education, relationship establishment, and creativity, to name a few. But we are really fascinated with the negative aspects, like how social media induces lack of emotional connections, isolation, reduced face-to-face encounters, inauthentic expression of feelings, laziness, skewed self-image, distraction, and its provoking of aggressive conversation and bullying. We want to know how these impacts play into the experience and success of college students today. To kick off the conversation, we will be talking with Meredith Edwards. Hey, Meredith. Welcome to the College Parent Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me today. This topic is pretty applicable to me because I directly experienced both the positive and negative effects of social media in college. As a freshman, I had actually been creating content as an influencer for about two years at that point. And while some of my friends had on-campus or part-time jobs, I spent a lot of my time outside of classes building up my personal brand by sharing on social media. Ultimately, I just shared about my life, which at that time mostly involved my transition to college. And I shared online through YouTube videos and Instagram content and on a few other platforms as well. And over about five years, I gained close to 100,000 subscribers and really built up a following with the ultimate goal of being a positive influence on high school and college age girls. Aside from just being a content creator myself, I also held a few internships and had some freelance positions where I was creating social media content for other companies too. And by my junior year, I think I was managing accounts for maybe like eight different organizations all at the same time. I can remember having notification reminders just constantly going off on my phone throughout the day, reminding me to post at different times for all the different accounts I had, and it definitely got pretty hard to manage. By my senior year, I was pretty drained from all things social media. So you told us a little bit about your experience in college with social media Would you say that you have sort of an atypical experience because you had so much exposure to social media sites? What does the like typical college experience for students today maybe look like regarding social media? Yeah, I definitely would say that I had probably more time on social media than the average student, but that does not mean that most college students aren't also spending a ton of time on social media. I've read that 98% of students are using some form of social media and that 
most college students are spending anywhere from eight to 10 hours on their phone every day. Eight to 10 hours, I mean, that's pretty crazy. So it's definitely affecting all students out there. Yeah, definitely. There's a Pew Research Center study that reveals that about 88% of college-age students indicate that they use some form of social media, namely Snapchat and Instagram. Do you feel like different social media sites have different impacts or create different problems or positive or negative effects, depending on the platform? Starting more with Instagram and Pinterest, I would say that those two are more of the visual platforms. And so a lot of times that's where the problem of comparison can come in. Snapchat, I would say, is one of those apps that seems to make it hard for people to live in the moment. They're always feeling the need to pull out their phone and capture everything. And then YouTube and TikTok, those seem to be apps where you can literally keep scrolling for hours and hours at a time just because they keep recommending more and more options to you, kind of like Netflix binging. And then Twitter and Facebook, those are most often the places that people go to share their opinions. People definitely share their opinions across every platform. But with Twitter and Facebook, I think that the impact there has been that people really aren't able to have any kind of civil discourse in person anymore. It seems that it's just so much easier to argue with someone from behind a screen, which is not a good thing necessarily. Absolutely. All of those are wonderful points. So you've touched on this a little bit, um, but what would you say is the problem with social media for students today, and how would you say it impacts their brain? Yeah, there's so many, so many advantages and disadvantages to social media, and while I'm definitely a big proponent of it for certain reasons, I also think it's super important to be aware of the impact that it can have on you. So really the biggest problem that I see with social media is the comparison that comes along with it. It's just so easy to look at someone's life online, whether they're an influencer or not, and to envy what they're wearing or where they're traveling, how they look, what they're doing, how much money they make. I mean, the list really goes on and on. But at the end of the day, it's just so important to remind yourself that no one's life is as glamorous as they may make it out to be online. We all have bad days. We all have insecurities. Nobody's perfect. And you really hear people say that all the time, but at the end of the day, it's still so easy to forget when you're scrolling through an app on your phone. And honestly, this is something that I've really had to challenge myself on too. I used to follow a lot of different fashion and lifestyle bloggers, but over time I found myself comparing myself to a lot of them, to their lifestyles or convincing myself that I needed a whole new wardrobe like they had. And now as soon as I find myself going down that same path, I realize it's just so much easier to simply unfollow an account than it is to sit there and play the comparison game and to forget to be grateful for what I already have. And going along with that, I also think it's so, so important to be mindful of and to be intentional about who is influencing you online. Personally, I expect all influencers to be positive examples for their audience, which can definitely be relative, but I do get worried by some of the content that's shared out there. And I mean, these people are called influencers for a reason. So it's definitely my hope that they would be good stewards of the platforms they have, but it's super important to be intentional about who you're letting influence you on social media. Something else that worries me about social media is simply how much time people are spending on it every day. And I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but especially with 
quarantine life this past year when there wasn't much else to do. People are just spending so much time on their phones and we're literally rewiring our brains to automatically open up our phones and go into a certain app. And it's just become a habit now. And personally, a way that I've challenged myself in this regard is by occasionally moving around the apps on my phone. And I know that that may sound silly, but that way it just takes me a second or two longer to actually find an app. And before I click on it, I can ask myself if I really need to open up the app or if I'm just doing it out of habit or because I'm bored. And then lastly, I've also read some reports on how students, teens, and even adults can feel anxious or worried when they don't have their phone with them. And that dependence on technology, the instant gratification we get from being on our phones is just not a good thing in my personal opinion. It just seems like the more quote unquote social we've become online, oftentimes the less social we are in real life. And I'm just afraid that a lot of young people are forgetting how to live in and how to appreciate the moment. And that's something that kind of makes me sad. So while social media in itself is not a bad thing, it really does have so many perks to it. It's all about just finding a healthy balance with it. That's great. Those are some wise words, Meredith. Thank you so much for that. And then moving on with kind of what you were saying about this element of comparison that tends to happen when you are using all different sorts of social media platforms. I feel like it creates this sense of insecurity and unrest and just like dissatisfaction with your own life that may be great um, just because you're comparing it to somebody else's. Do you want to say anything else on this topic of like comparison, insecurity, kind of the feelings that you feel from social media and what are those? Absolutely. Like everything you just said, it is just so easy to look at someone else's life and to see a few squares on your screen and think that they must have it all. They must have everything together. They look perfect. They do all these perfect things. And that is always so, so far from the truth. And unfortunately, the reason why people often follow influencers is because they are sharing about happy things that other people want to follow along with. But on the opposite side of that, you have to remember that these are real people too. They have real lives, they have struggles, they have their own insecurities. And it's always hard finding the balance of how to share that. Because again, people want to follow influencers because they like the glamorous things they post about. But at the end of the day, that is not not always what's real. Coming off of that, how... I guess in your case, if your parents were super supportive or really great on this end, like what did they do to support you throughout this or help you realize all of these like social media insecurities or what do you think that parents can do just in general? Yeah, my parents were always super supportive of me pursuing YouTube as business, as a way to build up a brand. I think that other parents should just be aware of what their students are digesting online you know the kinds of things that they're engaging with in some sense I feel like they can't regulate what their student does anymore they're an adult absolutely you know but like how can they best support their student or is there a way one of the biggest things I would say is just for parents to be aware of what their kids are engaging with online it's important just to know what's going on in that respect something that my parents always implemented when I was at home, whether that be in high school or if I was home visiting during college is we were never allowed to have our phones at the dinner table, which is such a small thing, but 
it really is important just to be able to put the technology aside for a little bit and to focus on the people and the conversations right in front of you and to soak up those moments. So that's a quick tip that I would say parents could implement. But from the perspective of having students that are away from home, I would say just being aware of of the kind of content that they're engaging with and making sure, again, that they're intentional about following people who are going to be a positive influence on their life. That is all we have for you. Thank you for coming on the College Parent Podcast and talking about your own personal experience. Um, We think it's really vital and super important. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was an honor. Now, we just talked to a former college student and social media guru. Let's hear a little bit from a current college parent and someone that has studied a little bit on social media and college students. Caroline is a former teacher and instructional tech coach from Rutherford County Schools here in Tennessee. Um, She is currently an assistant for the SGA office at Middle Tennessee State University and is actually a current college parent. Caroline, welcome to the College Parent Podcast. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. We are happy to have you, and we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. So what are some of the risks that you feel students aren't thinking of when they are using social media today? Well, the the first thing that I, I like to talk about is the fact that you know, when we're talking about students, we're talking about adolescents. We, I, I always like, it helps make parents like me feel better to remember that adolescence begins right about 13 and goes all the way through 25 to 27. And so we know that the brains aren't um, fully developed. So that means um, that ties right into what you just asked me about risks okay so we know that they're not thinking about risks the pros and cons so some things that i have seen as a teacher as a tech coach as somebody that you know is with college students every day now um they are a snap generation meaning that they think that everything out there on you know whether it's email or social media they think that it's like snapchat and that they send something and it goes away and um, spoiler alert, even when you snap somebody, it doesn't go away. It, it is still out there. Um, and and so, you know, you kind of have to look at the fine print, which I know none of us do on the apps. But when you look at who owns Instagram and Snapchat, we in their fine print, we actually don't own our own photos. So that's something that they don't think about is that it doesn't go away. Also, I don't think that they realize that at 16, at 18, at, you know, we're talking about our college students at 20, even 22, they are making their brand. And this is a brand that's going to stick with them. And our current generation, they're really big on don't judge me. You know, that's my personal business and you don't have any room in it. And, you know, I'm doing that on my personal time. Well, that's fine, except when you go to apply for a scholarship or an internship or a job or there's somebody that you really like and their parents see your social media. And when we're talking about, you know, um, social media does not get esponged. Okay, there's not a forgiveness period. It doesn't matter after you if you do this before you're 18. It's still out there and there are ways to to get it. So you're right. The employer isn't going to sit there and tell you that, that, you know, you didn't get the internship or the job. 
they're just going to quietly send you the email that says, thank you for applying. We've gone with another candidate in their mind. It's because of your social media and they don't want to take on that risk. Okay. So we, we all have our brand and I always, when I was a, a tech coach, I would always show like the McDonald's logo, the Nike logo. Well, we're the same. We have, we have a brand. Um, I don't, think also that they realize the risk with all their time on social media. I don't think that they realize how it impacts their mental health. And what I mean by that is that today's generation uses social media, um, looking at how many views, how many likes, how many friends where, you know, my generation uses it to keep in contact with friends and family. And there's a big difference between um, our use you know, and just using it so we can keep easily in contact with people and using it so that, you know, if you see that you only have 300 likes, you know, that's, that's very different. That's getting into self-esteem issues. Um, I think that it also cuts into other areas that they don't realize, and that can be academics, grades, right? We've all been there where you get on social media and you go down a rabbit hole and two hours later you look up and you're like, where did those two hours go? Well, when you're in college, those are two hours you could have been studying or socializing. You know, in today's COVID world, that socialization may be a, a Zoom you know, um, get together, but it's still socializing rather than being on Insta or Snapchat or, or whatever. Um, so it's a real time sucker, even for all of us, as I like to say, adult adults. So those are just some of the, you know, risks that I, I don't really think that adolescents think about when they download these apps on their phone. So as a current college parent, what would you advise that parents can do to help this? You know, all of us that work with college students or are the parents of, of college students, um, we tend to be or should be the guide on the side. So I don't know that there's a whole lot that we can tell them. Um, I believe that more is caught than taught. So I think that as um, role models, we can um, show healthy use of social media by maybe putting our phones down at dinner, by not being obsessed with Instagram, Facebook, Snap, whatever, whatever it is. And, and I don't dismiss the power of peers that are just a little bit older than them. You know, leaders within the university that are a little bit older um, of of putting down your phone or. Um, showing them how you can use it. There's a lot of positive things that can come out of, you know, us being connected this way, especially in COVID times. Um, also, if any parents are listening that have maybe younger teenagers, right? So high schoolers, don't be afraid to have a phone basket and have phone-free meals. Don't be afraid to say the entire family is going to charge our phone downstairs. Don't be afraid to set healthy limits. But um, in summary, I, I think, you know, just make sure that you're modeling good behavior. It's hard for um, any adolescent, if they're parent, if they're professor, if they're RA or, you know, 
anybody at the university is constantly on their phone while they're trying to talk to them, it's hard for them to take us seriously when we say put down your phone for the meeting. Absolutely. That's great. Thanks for that, Caroline. And then finally, so you talk about all these different elements like the digital footprint and building your brand and the effects of mental health and things like that. Can you elaborate on why this is important and relevant right now? You know, I feel like we're in a time where it is super important, more so than ever. We are knee deep in this pandemic. And while we have some good news that it it looks like some vaccines are on their way, you know, we've still got a ways to go. So this is important because young adults are struggling. And so I think now more than ever, we need to be working with them on how they can use social media to connect and to um, use it for good instead of evil. Uh, I know that, you know, we've got Zoom, right? So instead of spending hours on Snapchat, why not set up, you know, encourage them to set up a, a Zoom call with a bunch of friends, either from college or high school. Our young adults are struggling, right? They're either alone in a dorm room, Or they're at home with mom and dad feeling like they're 16 again, which is not okay when you're 20, 21, 22. And so I just think that this is so important and we have an opportunity to turn this around where we we model for them how to use all of this technology that we have for good. And by the way, I think we are going to see some good things out of this, guys. I, I think we have seen more professors doing uh, Zoom office hours where it used to be you could never get into your professor. Well, now the professors aren't afraid to hop on from maybe 6 to 7.30 on Thursdays from their computer. And so we can actually turn this to where it's a positive. But, um, you know, it, it's going to take understanding and patience on all of our parts. And, and just the realization that um, their world is, is very different. Um, and, and when I say that, I even mean for those of you that graduated two, three years ago, their college experience is not even the same as yours because they're not hanging out in dorms and, and, and everything. And, and they don't have all of the campus activities going on that, that we all had. So, um, like I said, I, I think that we've got a great opportunity as, as people that work with young adults at universities, high schools, um, leaders, um, even fellow student leaders within the university, and as parents, those of us that are college parents. Fantastic. Thank you so much for all of that insight, Caroline. Really awesome and completely on point. Thank you. In conclusion, here are some takeaways and food for thought from the episode. One, be a guide on the side. Two, more is caught than taught. Three, it's important to find the healthy balance between setting your phone aside to embrace in-person interactions while also embracing the positive aspects of social media usage. And four, be aware of the brand your students are building for themselves via social media platforms. As we wrap up this episode, we want to thank both Meredith and Caroline for taking the time to be guests on our show. If you want to learn more, check out the College Parent Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day and see you next time.